If you're looking for a new way to support Side Mission, check out W.GG, an energy supplement company trying to make a difference. Make sure to use code SIDEMISSION for 15% off your order. Thank you, Dubby, for sponsoring this episode, and we hope you enjoy. Welcome in to the newest episode of Side Mission. I, like always, am your host, Rusty Ellis, joined by the boys, Kyle and Matt. And today, we're talking about a game that has got a uh, gotten a surprisingly low amount of coverage. We'll kind of get to that in a bit. It's been really interesting to kind of follow on Twitter. Uh, Crash Team Rumble, the uh, the other CTR, as Kyle, as we've now we've now dubbed it, because Crash Team Racing, Crash Team Rumble, yeah, you yeah. know letters anyways. Um yeah, this this is an interesting game to talk about. So it's Crash Bandicoot, essentially mixed with something like Dota or you know Pokemon Unite, which recently came out and was free. Matt, you said the genre, and I can't. It's it's slipping my mind. I think you said it was a MOBA. Is that what it is? MOBA is a genre that yeah, going as far back as League of Legends. Yeah, like it's it, it it's an interesting concept because it's so different from any Crash Bandicoot style game that we've ever gotten we we've never in the crash genre you know there's obviously been the platformers that's the main thing crash bandicoot's always been and then you obviously add in the racing games which every popular mascot from the 90s and early 2000s seemingly got a racing game so that was nothing new um this is really interesting kyle you were really excited for this game this is one that i think you told us that this was one that you had been looking forward to for a while when it finally got announced and the reveal trailer last year was fucking hype so let me ask you first did this game as a whole did it live up to what you were expecting from it uh honestly it's kind of a hard question to answer because when when like so i've been following this game for a couple of years now because what i originally thought like everybody else this was going to be called was wumpa league and that was the big rumor everywhere that this new kind of crash multiplayer game is going to be called Wumpa League. And there were, you know, certain details that were, you know, leaked over the past couple of years. And when they finally showed us the trailer, it was I didn't I didn't really know what to expect because the closest thing that I think anybody had compared it to up until the release trailer or up until the initial trailer uh, was Crash Bash, and Crash Bash yeah. was very poorly received. People hated that game, um, so I was very interested to see if they were going to try and redo that. And I'm glad to say that this is not like a like that was not a party game. Crash. Um, this is more like, you know your weekend game that you hop on with friends to uh you know do 4v4s kind of it's it's like your you know your Overwatch where you want to balance team uh so that way I don't know it's that's that's if I if I keep going I'm going to get into all of the balancing shit but we can get there in a minute but yeah this this <laughs> game was it's it's really hard to say if it lived up to the or to my expectations cuz I don't know what I really expected I mean yeah it was it's it's such an interesting game because nothing like this has really ever been done with a platformer you know uh mascot let alone the biggest 
Yeah, it's it's certainly it is. Uh, to be fair to you, it was a hard question I asked of you there just now. I was kind of thinking that while I was asking, I was like, Ooh, I don't know how this is going to go. Um, but I think that you know when you look at this style of game with these characters, I think that especially for the fact that it's not full priced, it's only thirty dollars and it's only multiplayer yes. modes. There's no single player. It's just literally it's it's the same mode online unless you play with you know bots with friends. Uh, it's you know all online. It's four v four. It's who can collect two thousand one for the fastest. You can earn boosts by collecting gems. You can earn power ups by collecting relics. You can obviously get kills and stuff like that to stop other uh, the other team from scoring. So it, it's it's pretty simple gameplay as a whole. There's a couple moving parts to it that could be a little complicated. The relics I know took us a little bit to kind of get used to. Like okay, you know what are these exactly for? How do we balance what we go for with certain power ups? I know. We went for beach balls every time we were on that map and other maps. We kind of just went for the big, the big, you know, the big ultimate relic, you know, the relic drop station, and we kind of ignored the others. But I think that there's a lot of things this game does right, and there's quite a few things that this game does kind of struggle with. And it has been out now as of recording this, because who the hell knows when this will go up? You still, at this point of recording, the Diablo episode still has not gone up because I have not, I've not edited it yet. That'll happen after this. Uh, it is worth pointing out that it's only been out for this point about two weeks. So there is still plenty of time for them to fix some issues within the game, but we'll get into those in a minute. As far as what works, uh, performance-wise, there's nothing really you can complain about here. I think that in a day and age where a lot of games are releasing unfinished or unpolished, uh, I didn't have a single crash playing this game. LOL, pun not intended. Uh <laughs> Uh, there weren't many frame rate drops, and considering that it's all online multiplayer, that's a very important thing. But the fact of the matter is, they nailed the performance aspect of it. That's a really, really good thing. It checks that box. When you get balanced games, specifically when you've got four teammates, I think the gameplay is very, very good. I think there's a lot here that, again, you see kind of how games like Dota, and I, I'm trying to remember, I think, is League of Legends, is that the other big MOBA out there that people play? I think that's it, but... If I'm wrong, somebody can correct me real quick. I think it's League of Legends. I think that's uh, the other big MOBA that people all, play. There, there's also Dota. Yeah, well, yeah, I said Dota already. I was just, I was naming the other big one as well. I you think League of Legends. Yeah, yeah, isn't League of Legends it, yeah, League of Legends. Okay, good. Matt, I'm just making sure you're listening too. So, um, I am. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know, you kind of see like how those games can be addicting when you play a game like this, when you don't have a lot of experience in those games. You kind of see in this how that gameplay could be addicting because without realizing it, we all very, have spent just about 20 hours in two weeks while we all also have jobs. We also, you know, the three of us do side, you know, side work as well. Um, that sounds kind of sus, but uh, mind your business. Uh, but you can see why this gameplay gets addicting. It's addicting, you know, if you're playing that score role, collecting a ton of Wumpa and making a big drop-off at your bank. If you're a blocker like how you played a lot of Dingo Dial and Entropy, it's it's addicting, you know, when you go and you stand on an enemy's bank and you're able to keep them from depositing and it leads to your team getting a win. The gameplay is very, very addicting, and when it when it, you've got two balanced teams, it's a ton of fun. So, Matt, what are some of your positives that stick out about this game? What did you enjoy the most? 
Honestly, I think it's the variety of the characters and yes. the equipment that you can give those characters because it can really turn the tide. So basically, you could just go from like really sucking in the beginning to like overcoming. Like we did last night, we came up with this new idea to collect as many relics while we can and just try and take over like all the different power up abilities while also focusing on like the big, the big bad uh, in the middle. Um, but yeah. it is it is very addicting in the sense is that you don't you can't predict how the match is going to go. Like I said, you can go from like doing really well and all of a sudden the enemy team is just like pulled one on you, or you can you know vice versa. You can do really bad in the beginning, but then all of a sudden you can pull it off, and it's just a really satisfying like feeling to get when you know you do win. And one one of the things that makes this game so addicting addicting is just the fact that the matches don't take that long. And yes. it's like, it's really good. Like what Kyle said, this is a really fun game to play with your friends, especially if you have a full squad on the weekends and they, you know, sometimes are doing double experience and things and just, you know, filling up that battle pass or they have like special events going on that also give you rewards. Cause I'll tell you, like, there's just something about, uh, about skins and emotes and things like that. I mean, that's probably just coming from the fact that I'm such a big overwatch player since it's released. And I just had this thing for those kind of things. And like, they got some really cool skin designs. They got some really cool, like um, special effects that happen when you score. And it's just like that want, especially when you're just looking at that battle pass and you're like, I really want it. I really want to like all of this stuff. And it's really cool that they brought music from previous crash games um for for the game as well like so that's really that's really big especially for someone like kyle who has such a close mm -hmm. relationship with the crash franchise yeah yeah i, I loved i love the music partially just because you know obviously you've got an mvp each match and whoever the mvp is which you know winning team or losing team it can be from either i like that you can pick what music plays for you now kyle won mvp quite a bit more often than me and you combined so <laughs> we heard his music quite a bit <laughs> uh, but, I, but I think that you're spot on and that the customizability, there's quite a bit to do here. And a lot of it, if not all of it, and y'all again, correct me if I'm wrong, I believe most of it is free. Most of it is stuff you don't have to pay for. Like the battle pass yeah. is completely yeah, free. Actually, I, yeah. I think that the entirety of season one, like all the new content, new characters, new power-ups, everything that they release in season one is going to be free. So I don't and know if they're bringing microtransactions in season two. But, I mean, like, if they can keep the entirety of this Season 1, you know, microtransaction free, that's pretty impressive in today's world. I agree, because it's so hard, especially with how games and how the industry has moved towards microtransactions, especially in the last decade. It's really hard to release a multiplayer game with no microtransactions. It's really yeah. difficult to do that, because you're essentially banking on your gameplay being good enough to carry you, and... The unfortunate state of a lot of multiplayer games is that for a lot of them, that's just not the case. The gameplay is not enough. It's that grind towards unlocking a new skin, completing a battle pass. And, you know, you use like COD, for an example. One of the big pluses in COD is that if you complete the battle pass, typically by the end of that, you've got enough credits to buy the next one without spending anything out of pocket. So the fact that they did release a multiplayer game <clears throat> that doesn't rely solely on microtransactions is really, really good. That's that's a really good thing. And it's really impressive because, again, it, it it shows that, you know, you, your gameplay, if it's good enough and you keep it balanced enough, people will play this game. You know, there again, there are issues, and we'll, we'll get into those shortly, 
But the last thing I really wanted to talk about positive wise, and then Kyle, I'll let you talk about, you know, if you, if you think we missed anything positive that you want to talk about, you can go ahead. I thought the map design was really good. I thought that each map felt very distinct, very different, had its own personality. And Actually, the yeah. power-ups, the power-ups, you know, really, I, I thought fit the map they were on. Like, the Guardians being on that one caveman map that we never won on because we sucked at it. <laughs> you know, the, the the bonus bank on, you know, I think just crash on just Wumpa Beach, I think. Yeah, like, it's just, again, it's a very, like, basic map, and that's a very basic ultimate. But it's an ultimate that if you capture it, can turn the tide of an entire match and ultimately could win you a match. So, you yeah. know, I think that there's a lot of, and then obviously the masks as well, Econo on that one map, and all it's all the masks from Crash 4, it's about time, you know. And again, they all serve different purposes that can, again, just kind of help you win, help you take back control of a match, or help you get back in a match if you're behind big early. So I think there's a lot of positive things here when you look at the gameplay. Kyle, did you have anything that you think we missed positive-wise that you liked? Um, No, I, th- I think that about covered it. I think that they're... There's definitely a, a strength to playing with friends. Um, yes. And, yeah. you know, I, I think that there is a, there, there are a lot of good times that we've had playing this game when we have everybody on. You know, it's... I, I think that that's just... That's where that ends, though. Because, as we've seen, all it takes is just one person who isn't doing their job, isn't performing their role, and is trying to do something else, and that one person can cost you the entire game. And that's not mm-hmm. something that I think, you know, should be as prevalent in a game where, you know, it's always online and there's only one mode. It should be yeah. more balanced than, you know, having one team member be able to screw the entire team, you know. Yeah, and that is a good segue here because you heard us say that a lot in the positives that when it's balanced, when everything is working properly, when you've got good teams, while the gameplay is very good in this game, unfortunately, there's also quite a few caveats to gameplay. There's there's quite a bit of, uh, I guess we'll say variables that are just out of your control. And in a game like this, I don't like that one bad player, as we saw a few nights ago, Kyle, me, you, and Thacker were playing, and I don't want to say dude's name that we were playing against, you know, that was on our team for a game, and then we played against him for five straight matches, but he he was on our team with me, you, and Thacker. We got destroyed. Then we played against him for five straight matches, and we won all five of them. Like, that is how bad, or that's how much one really bad player can change an entire game. They can, you can change it for the worst and essentially fuck your team over just by not playing your role, by by you know not making drops in the bank when you're supposed to, not going for a relics, completely ignoring gems, trying to yeah. just go for kills, you can really screw your team over. And the problem is, there's no real incentive to that. There's no real incentive for you to do that. I mean, it would be it'd be one thing if this was you know a game like Among Us or like First Class where you know part of it you know is you know part of the joy of that those games is maybe screwing over your friends while you're playing with them this is a game where you literally like screwing your teammates over there's no plus to it so the fact that we've seen as many bad teammates cost us games as much as we as often as they have is not good so the other big thing 
for some reason, the other big thing, in my opinion, I know there, there are other things, and I'll let y'all talk about those. This is a really, really big negative for me. Um, the matchmaking system, it's not good. Yeah, uh, it, it is. It is not a good matchmaking system. There's, it's not balanced most of the time. Uh, for reference, I think Kyle, me, and you are around like level 23, 24, 25. That's where we're around, like right now. Matt, I think you're in the teens. And Thacker, who bought the deluxe edition, is in like the 40s. Uh, we were routinely getting matched up with players that were like level 80. We were routinely getting matched up with like players that I, I've seen how long it takes to get a battle pass level. I have no clue in a week how somebody was already level 100. I have no clue how they pulled that off. Like, that's impressive. Um, you also need to... Uh, it would be nice if uh, CTR added a little bit of a rate limit exceeded on your end because you probably need to go touch some grass. There's a little, <laughs> a little social media relevance to that joke. Thanks, Elon. But, uh, uh, you know, it just it feels really balanced. And the other problem is, and Kyle, man, you talked a lot about this. It doesn't change out players every match for some reason that you play. You play the same team you just played until everybody leaves the match. And then after everyone leaves the match, you have to reassemble your party and search for another game. It's just not a good system. Dude, I I don't understand how someone who has made multiplayer games a lot, especially someone who's... You know, just some released the, one. By yeah, the way. some of the some of your biggest games are multiplayer games. Why would you think that this game would not benefit from the same other courtesies that we get from? <coughs> excuse me, games like you know Call of Duty. In Call of Duty, yep. made by Activision, game. I mean, games you play against other players. It'll cycle out those players. You know, you play another match and you're not playing against the exact same team. You'll be playing against new people every single time. Same thing with Overwatch. Why could it not be the same thing with this? Especially when the game is, you know, so unbalanced that if you have one person on your team that's dragging you down, they they don't have to leave. You know, it doesn't force them out. You can, you know, you'll play with them again against the same people again. It's going to be the same outcome. And, yep. you know, leaving and, you know, getting everybody back together wouldn't be such a pain in the ass if their shit worked properly. But when we invite people, constantly do we get the, you know, problem where we have to restart the game because it doesn't want to connect us. It tells us, hey, you know, you're joining the party, but then it'll just kick them out of the party, you know, automatically. Or it just won't do anything. And or another example, like when we we've all disabled crossplay because we just wanted to play against yep. people on PlayStation, and it would tell us that we're jo trying to join a crossplay lobby, and it's like none of us have that enabled. That's not yeah. true. Yeah, and that's one thing that really makes me mad because I don't want to play against crossplay people. I got this on PlayStation, so I could play it on PlayStation. I don't want to play against people on PC who obviously have an advantage. I, I want to play against console players, and the for the fact that it forces me to use crossplay because the disable crossplay thing is. You know, it's just ineffective, which that's that's something that doesn't make sense to me. Why is this game automatically turned to cross-play on? You should do it like every other game and have cross-play automatically turned off, and you have to go into the settings and turn it on if you want to play cross-play. But this game's default function 
is crossplay on. And I hate that because, again, you know, we end up getting matched up with people who have an obvious advantage playing on PC. And that's not really, you know, how I prefer to play. It's it's just, this game could have used a lot more polishing. And I I feel like they're just going to use Season 1 to polish and fix their game like most developers do now if their game's not finished at launch they'll just say hey put a battle pass in it and we'll do seasons and you'll get the rest of the content as it comes out and you might have to pay for it luckily this one everything's free as it should be but yeah i, I would have liked this game to be more polished yeah, I mean, and the thing is, I think from a gameplay standpoint, it is polished. I think that the bigger issue is there are some things like in again, it's just it's mainly the matchmaking system. It's that, and it's the invite and party system. It's mainly those things where it's like, you know, guys, y'all made Diablo, Activision Blizzard. Y'all made Diablo Four. You also made Overwatch. You know how to make good systems that get you into your friends' games and vice versa very quickly. Why did you struggle with this for some reason? Why is this game the one like? And if your if the answer was, well, they had the B team working on it, then, well, then the B team needs to be fucking fired. Like, then the B team doesn't know how to do their job. Clearly, that's that's a problem. So, the other thing, and and this is where you kind of get into the gameplay again. The gameplay is polished, but the balancing of certain characters. Oh boy, it is uh it, it's pretty rough because we've seen certain characters already get nerfed when they really didn't need it and it feels like other characters have gotten buffed like we talked about it last night guys. We got that we went up against that that Neo Cortex that did that was running Cortex and I was playing Tana. I was playing a fairly fast character that has a grappling hook that can get around pretty quickly and he was faster than me and I had no idea how to explain that. I couldn't get away from him. He killed me over and over again when I was trying to score. That's not even a booster's role. It's not even to kill people. It's literally to collect relics. And yet, I couldn't get away from him, and he killed me before I could even figure out what I was doing. So that, while also adding in that Dingo Dial got a massive nerf and his tailspin attack, which was fine the way it was, where there was no cooldown, you just had to charge it up all the way for it to be fully effective, and in that time, you know, other players could hit you out of it. For some reason, that's turned into a cooldown. And that makes no sense. It's essentially made him almost unplayable, and Kyle, for for you, it sucks because you're trying to get him to level 15 to max him out for the trophy, and that's now a lot harder because of that. So, I don't know. Like, they're... they're, they're it's very questionable the way they've kind of messed with characters. It's almost like Activision. Again, it's like someone on the B team gets on Twitter. They see one tweet about somebody bitching about Dingo Dial, and they're like, all right, we need to make a wholesale change to it right now. And it's like, guys, it's one one person complained. I didn't see anybody complaining about Dingo Dial being unfair. You could have buffed Cortex a little bit less than what you did, and it would have been fine. He is way overkill. He's way overbuffed now. Um and I think that Catbat is another character that's just, again, just horrifically imbalanced. The fact that you can just spam X, constantly jump, you never fall off the map, basically. Like, I, I think, again, that there there needs to be a limit to how many times you can press X to, you know, to fly with Catbat before eventually you have to wait a second or go back to the ground to recharge it. So there, there are certain elements here that just don't work. Again, the overall gameplay is really, really polished and really good, but 
some of the stuff within the characters, there's some issues. So, Matt, what are some of your bigger issues that we haven't talked about? I mean, really, uh, we, we kind of cover all my biggest issues when it comes to, like, the balancing issues. Um, when it comes to, like, you know, the online matchmaking, and especially when it comes to, like, having to close out the game at times just to join your friends to play, or just to, like, go up against a completely different team. Um, I guess uh, one thing that I would have to say that hasn't been covered is like maybe it's just me but I, I feel like leveling up that battle pass just takes way too long plus leveling like leveling up characters takes a really long time as well yes. and i mean this really is one of those pick up and play games so i kind of get that like you can probably go through about 10 matches within an hour and a half, not not even an hour honestly like probably about half an hour um so like i kind of do get that but i i do feel like I, I, I wish they would give you more experience for certain things because I feel like you don't get a lot. Uh, I, I really, uh, yeah. I mean, honestly, we did cover all of, of my biggest complaints. Yeah, and I think that that kind of you mentioning you know things not really being covered that kind of gets into an interesting topic around this game. Uh, this game has gotten reviewed by very few outlets up until like the last like two or three days. Like IGN didn't re like post their review of this game. I want to say until like maybe nine, ten days after release. Like it was, it, it's kind of crazy the lack of coverage around this game, considering it is a Crash Bandicoot game. Might not be a mainline platformer, but it's it's kind of bizarre to me that people at bigger outlets, you know, GameSpot. I haven't looked for them, but like I know Game Ranks didn't have anything on launch day. GameSpot had nothing on launch day. IGN had nothing on launch day. It just kind of seems like there was almost very little interest in this game to begin with. But then we see how many people are playing it, and it, like, we never had problems finding full games. You know, you saw people, you saw people bitching on Twitch about, you know, oh, there's only 30 people watching, you know, this game right now. And it's like, well, it just sounds like nobody's streaming it because there's a shit ton of people playing it. So. Yeah, there are. The lobbies are always full. Yeah, uh, that has not been the problem whatsoever. Like that's and that's and up with a bot. Yeah, and like most of the time we get a bot, it's just because you know somebody left in the middle of the match. That's the last thing I want to add, and then we'll we, we can close up shop on this episode. Um, I wish there was a little bit more punishment for players leaving mid match. Same. I wish there was a little because when you leave middle of the match, because we we have had that happen several times where it's a close match and we end up losing and then the final scoreboard pops up and we realize that we had a bot when we started with four, four human players. So there needs to be a punishment for players leaving mid-match. And I'm, I'm not saying that, oh, your first disconnect or your first time leaving, you need to be banned for an hour. I'm saying you need to be warned and then if you do it again, you need to start getting banned for a little bit because you're just you're screwing over other players for no reason and i think that's toxic in overwatch i think it's toxic in every multiplayer game so again overall and and i'll let you guys tell me if uh what y'all think um i think this game i think the seven that ign gave it well ign gives everything a seven and it loses all its meaning because of that <laughs> um i think a seven is pretty fair for this game what do y'all think I agree. Uh, seven is roughly about where I would put it. Um, I do hope that they do continue to support the game and they do give it a little bit more longevity and that it Same. doesn't crash and burn like a lot of these typical type, like these types of games do. Um, 
because I mean it has so much potential. Like we got new characters, like Ripperu coming. We got new maps coming. We even got new uh, equipment abilities coming out. So I'm really excited to see like what they do, especially what this game really needs right now is new modes. And I know that they got one calling something Zap. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm curious to see what that's going to be like. And if it's good, I want to see new modes because that's one thing that keeps these types of games going is new characters, new updates. I'm not going to say battle passes, honestly. Um, new abilities and new events. That That's how you keep games like this going. Yeah, I have to agree. I think that constant support, that like seeing them coming out with, uh, you know, new playable characters this soon, I think we're getting Ripper Rue already in just a couple of weeks. Uh, I think that that will be key to keeping people in this game. Keeping it free is another big thing. Because the moment you start making people pay for it, you're going to see a drop-off. Because I think the biggest strength to this game is that it's only $30, and that's all you're paying right now. You pay 30 bucks and you get all this content for free. I didn't have to pay for a single character. I already have a shit ton of customization stuff that I didn't have to pay for. If you can if they can keep that up and they can fix these balancing issues that we have and implement some better, you know, more polished features like the fixed crossplay, I think that this could be a really good game and I think that this game could live for, you know, a couple of years like Crash Team Racing did at least hold us over until Crash 5. Um, but this game seriously needs some work. And I don't know if they're prioritizing that or not because we've seen that they released a roadmap, but I haven't heard anything about balancing. And I would like to see some stats come out about what they're doing with the characters. Absolutely. I think that you both kind of nailed it there that, uh, you know, the, the biggest thing is we want to see this game get continued support. That's the big thing. We want to see this game get support, get constant updates, constant free content. That's what we all want to see because we feel like this could be a game that sticks around for a while if the interest is there and the content is there, but we're going to have to just wait and see on that. We can only, all we can do is hope at this point. So that will actually wrap up this episode of Side Mission. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Side Mission Pod. You can follow us on Facebook as well at Side Mission Podcast. For the boys, for Kyle, for Matt, I'm Rusty. Thanks for listening.